Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. I'm Ed Peters. We return today to Acts chapter 15 and continue with Luke's account of the First Church Council in Jerusalem. The convening of this council was brought about by some of the Hebrew converts who believed that in order for the Gentiles to be saved, they would need to be circumcised. As was noted in the opening verses of this chapter, the church in Antioch sent Paul and Barnabas, accompanied by some local men, to talk to the apostles and elders in Jerusalem concerning this question. Now we come to verses 6 through 11, the verses that we will focus on today, and Luke continues as follows. So the apostles and church elders set a further meeting to decide this question. At the meeting, after a long discussion, Peter stood and addressed them as follows. Brothers, you all know that God chose me from among you long ago to preach the good news to the Gentiles so that they could also believe. God, who knows men's hearts, confirmed the fact that he accepts Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he gave him to us. He made no distinction between them and us for he cleansed their lives through faith just as he did ours. And now, are you going to correct God by burdening the Gentiles with a yoke that neither we nor our fathers were able to bear? Don't you believe that all are saved the same way by the free gift of the Lord Jesus?
After a period of considerable discussion by the apostles and elders, Peter addressed them. His argument was based on his own experience when God had sent him to preach to the Gentiles back in chapter 10. The irrefutable proof of God's acceptance of the Gentiles was the giving of the Holy Spirit to them. The yoke of the law is not needed for salvation. Salvation comes through the grace of our Lord. No circumcision was required. Peter sums it all up very nicely in verse 11. The Jews must be saved in exactly the same way that the Gentiles are saved. We are all saved because we have trusted Christ. Now here to bring us today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. A jailkeeper once asked the question, what must I do to be saved? It was asked of an inmate in the city jail of Philippi. That same question has been asked in one way or another throughout the ages. Everyone must surely admit that he needs to be saved, but how? When the gospel was exploding among the Gentiles beyond Judea, the mother church in Jerusalem had some hard questions. Some of them said the Gentiles must be circumcised and required to obey the law of Moses. But the Gentiles were rejoicing in their salvation by grace through faith, not of works. The Jew was saved by the same grace and by the same principle, faith. But some Jews wanted the Gentiles to come through the channels of Judaism. They convened an all-church council at Jerusalem. Paul and Barnabas came from 300 miles away from Antioch on the Orontes River. Wisely, some Christian Gentiles came with them. At Jerusalem were some of the apostles, Peter, James, and John, perhaps others. The Christian Jews who belonged to the party of the Pharisees insisted that the Gentiles needed to come by way of circumcision and the law, that is, through the channel of Judaism. That was a crucial question at this stage in the history of the church. Is salvation tied with Judaism, or is it directly given to every individual in response to faith in Christ? We call this convention the First Jerusalem Council. There was much discussion. When time had been given for general input, then Peter got up and addressed the group. Here is what he said, brothers. You know that some time ago God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did to us. He made no distinction between us and them for he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the disciples a yoke that neither we nor our fathers have been able to bear? No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that we are saved just as they are. It is appropriate that Peter should speak since it was through him that the door of the gospel was opened to the Gentiles. It was Peter who had visited in the home of the Gentile centurion named Cornelius at Caesarea. Peter focuses on that incident for a while. He notes that God made the choice to include the Gentiles. It wasn't made by Peter or anyone else. It was God's idea. Before the centurion ever verbally confessed his faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit came upon those Gentiles there in his home. 
Peter makes a strong point of this. These Gentiles had not been circumcised nor lived by the law, yet the Holy Spirit came upon those Gentiles just like he did upon the Jews at Pentecost. Now Peter argues, if we now introduce circumcision in the law, we would be testing God. It would be tantamount to saying that God hadn't done things right there in the centurion's home. It would be tantamount to judging God and saying that God made a mistake that must now be corrected. If God fully accepted Cornelius and the others and gave them the Holy Spirit in the same way, why should the church now require anything more? Why should man require conditions God did not require? The conclusion was obvious. Then Peter makes a powerful observation. He says it is by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that we, Jews, are saved just as they, Gentiles, are. Salvation never came through the law. Salvation was always by grace through faith. It was always that way for the Jew, and it is the same for the Gentile. This is quite a remarkable statement on the part of Peter, that the Jews, as far as salvation is concerned, have no advantage over the pagan Gentiles. Both are saved in exactly the same way. I was asked not long ago whether a Jew, when he becomes a Christian, should abandon the observance of the law, or should he become more observant? While that isn't really the issue here, it is clear that observing the law has nothing whatever to do with obtaining salvation for the Jew or for the Gentile. Paul said later that observing the law would be helpful for a Christian Jew to win his fellow Jews. Paul himself was careful to observe the law, not for salvation or for any merit, but in order to reach his brothers with the gospel of grace and forgiveness. So this is Peter's speech before this body of believers in Jerusalem. Next to speak are Paul and Barnabas, and following them, James, the brother of the Lord and the leader of the church in Jerusalem. We'll hear him tomorrow. As I said earlier, this first Jerusalem council is crucial to the future of the church of Jesus Christ. What direction will it go? At issue was the gospel. Do we load it up with baggage or do we leave it unencumbered? Is it all of grace, or do works enter in even slightly? Abundant 
Snow's a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.